All right, we're here. A special episode of Does It Hold Up? I, we should probably call this Does It Live Up? Because we're doing a, a special episode to talk about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, uh, which is out in theaters now. Uh, Matt and I uh, went and watched it uh, separately, but in the same weekend. And um, so we're, we're going to... We're going to talk about it. Spoiler alert, we're going to talk about the whole movie. So uh, if you haven't seen it, yes, you yeah, probably... Yeah. Disclaimer, yeah. Start now. We're not going to... This is one-time disclaimer, and we're not going to uh, say it again. So if you haven't seen it, I would recommend that you uh, turn this off. Uh, if you have seen it, enjoy uh, the discussion. But uh, yeah. Matt, how are you? I'm I'm. I'm good. I'm good. Um I was worried that I wouldn't be after watching this movie, but uh, thankfully, I mean, should we just go ahead? I mean, okay, well, what is what is your feeling about it? Maybe let's start with let's start there. How do you, you want, feel? You want to talk about my feeling? So I went into it very yeah. nervous. I was okay. I, I think you cannot think about you cannot see this movie without talking about the previous one. The uh-huh. Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, which is the fourth installment of the Indiana Jones series. I don't think you can talk about this one without referencing that one. And it only because that one, the Crystal Skull one, was so bad uh, in so many ways that I went into this movie with a lot of trepidation and a lot of worry about what it was going to be. Uh-huh. And uh, yes. I I was so pleasantly surprised uh, that it was closer to the the first three installments and not to the fourth. So I yes, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, there's obviously some some issues in certain areas, but but all in all, I thought it was a a great movie. Uh, and I was really, yeah. I really enjoyed it. So we, I, I can't wait to talk about it with you because I'm just, it is, there were yeah. so many parts about <laughs> it and references back to the first movies and, and, uh, oh, yeah. and all of it. But what was your take? You, you went in, obviously I think you have the same feeling, but what, oh. what did you, what did you feel? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I had the same, same feeling, same like kind of sinking feeling in my gut fear of like, uh, what how how's this gonna go you know but i i was uh i mean i when i first when i heard they were making it honestly i was kind of like i wasn't terribly excited i was in the same boat i was like whoa whoa whoa, let's just give it up the the fourth one was so bad don't 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 do this yeah and like even when i saw the trailer like i wanted to be excited because it like looked cool and everything but i was i i think what it was i just i wasn't allowing myself to get my hopes up again you know, I was like, I'm not, I can't take another crystal skull. Um, I, I really was, I saw, so yeah, I was, I was very nervous going into this because Indiana Jones is, I mean, it's sacred. I mean, that character, it's one of the great characters in the history of movies. Those first three films are, if it was just those three, I would, I would put it as the greatest movie trilogy of all time. Unfortunately, now it's not a trilogy, right. but I would have. Those, those three movies are, are, I mean, in my mind, honestly, they're, they're like pretty much flawless and, and just untouchable, like for me, as far as like just movies go, like if we're talking, if there's a difference between films and movies, 
And the Indiana Jones movies are like movies, all caps. Like they are everything that's great about movies, like literally. So I was, uh, so I love this character and I was very nervous, but I thought, you know, let's, let's go, let's give it a shot. I took my kids to see it. Um, cause you know, they, they've seen the other movies and, and, and honestly, my, my main motivation, if I'm being honest for going to the theater to see this was it, this, it was, a this is John Williams final yeah. film score. I, yeah. And, and I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't not go to the theater to experience that because he's just too important. Like in my life, cinematically, like he's every bit as much as like Spielberg, really John Williams is like an, an icon. So I was like, I have to be there just out of respect that this is the, this guy's final score and he's the greatest film composer of all time. And I just felt like I've at least got to experience that on the big screen, the way it's meant to be experienced. So, so yeah, yeah so I went in kind of like with low expectations, but also kind of like, you know, whatever, it's just a movie. I'm sure it'll be fun. It, it's always, cause it's always fun to just see Harrison Ford play that character, you know? So I was just like, uh, let's just, let's just see what happens. And Man, right out of the gate, I was like, it was weird because I was, I was still, even as it, the beginning was happening, the opening sequence of this movie is pretty, is spectacular. Right. Like, I think it's. So where it's do you really stop that? Where, where, when you say the opening sequence, because I agree, but I, when I think of the opening sequence, I think of a much longer, it's not just the CGI. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess that is it. I guess that's, that is the, the opening sequence yeah. is the CGI. Yeah. For me, piece. it's. It's it's from it's from the very beginning up until because okay so the you know we're doing spoilers here obviously so the opening of the movie takes place I think it's like 1944 or 45 is like right near the end of World War II and we we see a young so we see a young Indiana Jones or a younger Indiana Jones um, ha, you know in the middle of a, an adventure involving the Nazis and it's it's done utilizing this, this new technology, this de-aging technology, which we've seen in recent years. Most notably bit. in the Irishman. And yes. Which I'm sure we'll, we'll get into to compare some things here. Yeah. But, uh, but I have to say, I've never seen it used better than this. I mean, this was like, I mean, it, 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 but even more so than seeing and believing that I'm seeing like a young, younger Harrison Ford, was the tone of the sequence felt so true to the original movies. It really felt like, this, oh, this is what it would be like if maybe like four or five years later, like in the mid-90s, they made another, a fourth Indiana Jones movie, like right after Last Crusade. And in the beginning, even as it was going, I was like, I, I had that feeling of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right. Like, 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 But I was like, Okay, I, this is good. I like this, but it's gonna some something's gonna happen, and it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna be cringy, and right. it's gonna ruin it. I was waiting for that too. Exactly, and the moment that I relaxed was there's a moment, you know, after he kind of, and we we meet him like captured by the Nazis, and then right. he ends up escaping. And there's a moment when he gets into a car to escape. He's dressed as a Nazi, right? And some Nazis get into the car, and and they think he's the driver, right? And he like puts on his his like helmet or whatever. In that moment, I was just like, "Oh, this is we're gonna be okay." Yeah. I don't know. I just that was like I was like, "This is Indiana Jones." Like this this moment, this situation that right. he's, he's found himself in, is exactly what I love about these movies. Yeah. 
And from there, it just got like I, I from that point on, I relaxed and I really just eased into it. And I ended up really, really enjoying. It so I yeah. And I saw the opening sequence I thought was was wonderful. And, and I and I liked it a lot. And it it set the it set the scene. My biggest worry going in, though, was that they were going to overuse this de-aging technology and that we were going right. to we were going to be in for a lot of the Indiana Jones CGI'd kind of uh de-aging and i and i, right. I and i you and i've talked about this you know off podcast but i feel like there was always there's there's this there's a, a a moment that you can take okay Harrison Ford is old like yeah. do Harrison do Indiana Jones but old like it just acknowledge right. yeah. that he's old and just it, have yeah, the exactly. character be old and and like yeah. which is what they didn't do in Crystal Skull is that you had someone yeah. who was old but then you just like made it into this and then you had Shia LaBeouf and it was just didn't work but it just you didn't acknowledge it what I loved about yeah. this is that you did the de-aging and so I, I I was like I loved the sequence I thought it was great but I was still kind of waiting because I was like, oh, if, if, the, if the whole movie is this, then I really right. feel like they missed it. And then they immediately cut to him like in an apartment, just yeah. old and cranky. In 1969. Right. And yeah. just, you know, and haggard and just like beaten down. And honestly, yeah. that was the moment for me where I relaxed. Mm. Because I was just yeah. like, because the thing I was worried about was that they were going to overuse the de-aging thing. And then I was like, oh, wonderful. They're leaning into the fact that yeah. he's old. Just let him be old. He And they and I yeah. thought they did a great job of allowing him to do enough action. Like that, The so the first sequence that, that, that I was like in love with was when he's old and he's getting chased mm. by the, the Nazis in 1969. And I yeah. love the way the director and the movie is created and how they allow him to do some things that are action, but they don't have him do anything that is like, they don't have him jumping buildings, you know, no, they, yeah, they, they, they have, have him like time. barely getting upstairs. And like, even when he's running, he ha he gets on a horse. Like, it's not like, yeah. so they, they don't, they don't do anything that makes that's unrealistic uh, to an extent. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's it's an action film, so there's stuff that you know everything's unrealistic in in some vein, but sure. uh, it's not over the top. So I, I really, I when they went down that road, I was like, I'm all in yeah. on this. Like this is this is great, and I and so yeah, let's so you know the, the yeah. so they they get through that. Um, you know, the whole premise of the movie is is basically that there's this dial of destiny, and then there's the there's uh, his goddaughter. Which is part of the of the original right, Phoebe uh, Waller Bridge, yeah. yeah. Who she's fantastic. She's I, I fantastic. Thought, yeah, fantastic. I thought she, that her I, character yeah, was like, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I'm in love with her. I, she's. Have you seen Fleabag? I have not, but I've heard it was. Oh it's, my god! Yeah, it, it, she was wonderful. It's in incredible. This. She's phenomenal. And she's because she's not. She's a great actor too, but she's also a brilliant writer. Cause, you know, she wrote Fleabag, and she also co-wrote uh, the last James Bond movie. Oh and wow! Really, I didn't know that. Worked on that, that show, um, Killing Eve, which is really popular. Like she's a she's she's amazing. Like yeah, and and I I really yeah because I wasn't yeah I wasn't sure like what that character was gonna be because I I I think I I knew it was her his like goddaughter, but I didn't know 
I didn't know what her character was, and I was really pleasantly surprised by her character because I loved the fact that she well she was surprising. She wasn't what she wasn't like. I don't know. I think maybe I was expecting just kind of a typical like uh, like acolyte of Indiana Jones yeah. who just like was like following him around and like looked up to him or whatever. But actually, she is um, she's a more complex character. And she the thing I loved about it was you got the sense that she had she had adventures that like predated this movie that she actually has a life of her own outside of this franchise that she has her own adventures. Right. And she just happens to kind of coincide with Indy on this particular adventure. And along the way, you know, we find, we meet people from her life that he's, he's introduced to that he doesn't know. And that she, so she really seems to have like a full life outside of this story. Right. The character is developed. The character is there and, and, and they take the time and I, I like there's constantly these changes with that character because if you look at her the, her arc, you yeah. know she starts off as kind of the loving goddaughter thing, and then you find out that that's a that's an act, and that she takes right. the thing and runs, and then she's this like hard nosed, uh, kind of cynical, cynical. Not, I don't want to say arms dealer, but like antiquities black market dealer, and she's everything yeah. is a price, and she can sell whatever it is. She she's doesn't like, care. Yeah, she's like she's like Indy, except she she doesn't have his integrity of like. Of, Honestly, of, of she's she's getting, she's, getting she's, the artifacts. She's Bollock. She's uh, uh, oh, oh, Bellock. Bellock. She's Bellock. I can't I say it the way he the way he says it. He goes Bellock, Bellock. Yeah, right. he's he's <laughs> she is Bellock. Yeah, um, right. basically. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, she so she's that, but then at the end. When, when Indy says that he wants to stay in right. in ancient whatever, she becomes she she shifts back to her real feelings about him in that moment, yeah. and and it's like, but none of it feels forced. It, it didn't feel like it was this, no. you know, um, like just it was written that way. She, she as a character really through the whole thing, you can see that dynamic and all of it. And I just thought that really, really yeah. worked well. She was wonderful. Yeah. You, you really feel the emotion that she's kind of been keeping hidden, kind of just come out like, um, uh, you know, uh, um, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Like it just forces its way out of yep. her. Like she's not, it's in a, yeah, it's a great, that's a great moment. But yeah. yeah and no, she's I, trying to yeah, be I, rational in the whole thing. And that, that, that moment yeah. she's trying to rationally convince him and it's not working. And so it's yeah. like, she's, she can't like the it, her emotions getting the best of her because she can't convince him rationally, and it's like yeah. it's just a wonderful acting moment on her part, but just yeah. works really well with the whole story that uh, yeah. that's going on there. Um, you know, but so it, let, let's we've gone all the way to the end of the movie, but like I know, yeah, we got there's lots of cover. The the main villain in this. Uh, yes. That we see in the opening sequence and then comes back in early on is um, I don't know the actor's name. You probably know Mads Mikkelsen. Okay, Mads Mikkelsen, who is also the bad guy in Casino Mason. Royale, uh, yeah. famously uh, with where he uh, bled tears um, right. or cried blood. I should say not bled tears, mm-hmm. cried blood. Um, <laughs> Uh, bled tears. Bled tears. Um, yeah, no. This, cried this movie was so. The movie was so sad. It made me bleed tears. It made me bleed tears. Um, cut me so deep. <laughs> I bled I, tears. 
Um, uh, but no, I thought he he as a villain yeah. was, and he plays a villain so well. I mean, just so he yeah, he has a, an, a like an there is something about him and his demeanor and the way he plays he's a, this. Whew. He he, he he's a he's a phenomenal actor, and he I mean because he also like he does villains very well, but. He's also like there's a movie he did recently called Another Round that came out a couple of years ago. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a Danish film. It's amazing. Like I can't recommend that movie enough. And he's so phenomenal. Very different performance. Not villainous at all, but he's great in it. So he's yeah, I I love him. And he was just like, I gotta say, and maybe this is bad, but I found having the Nazis back as villains was so refreshing. Yes, in this movie, right? That and like, that and like, Egypt. And 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 Morocco, like I found, yes, I found that the the settings, and maybe it's yeah. nostalgia about Indiana Jones, but because like the for all of them, the best in my view, the best ones, the third and the first, are both in in right. that kind of arid climate, and I and I just feel like that fits so well with this storyline, and I agree. Yeah, because Crystal Skull went to the jungle, and it wasn't as. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I loved I love that as well. But um, but yeah, it was just I don't know. I found that to be so refreshing because in this day and age, it's it's getting especially watching like genre movies and how they evolve. Like, I feel like villains of the heart are so hard to do because we've done them to death. And every single conceivable like motive or or kind of uh, goal of, of, of the villain has been done to death. You know, in every conceivable way at this right. point. So, and now I think we've been in this track, which is, which is interesting, where we were, where we're trying, we we've had to make villains, and maybe, and maybe this is like a post nine eleven thing when things again, where when things just got more complicated and and the world got more complicated. Maybe it's because of that, but we have in movies now. I feel like we've we've had to we felt this responsibility to have villains have a more. Uh, like emotionally motivated um, goal or or agenda right. that usually it's it's coming from a place of like I mean I mean but it's also but then it's also usually the same thing which is we're gonna I'm gonna destroy the world to save it like that's basically what it's become for like every movie is like the villain is destro- gonna destroy the world because they really want to save the world and it's yeah uh, it's like a misunderstood hyper rationality that like yeah like, which which is it's an evolution that I totally understand and I think it's it's good because it makes villain the villain more interesting. And obviously it gets a lot of great actors to want to do it because it gives them something to play that's beyond just sort of cartoony or whatever. But I kind of liked the streamlined simplicity of this, where it's just a guy who just wants to go back in time and, and he wants, he wants to go, well, his goal, I guess, is to go back in time and kill Hitler essentially, but it's not to like prevent the war. It's to win the war. Cause in well, his mind, Hitler, Lost, lost it, which I love that. I love that choice because, yeah, because yeah, as you said, I think you're hitting the nail right on the head with coming back to Nazi and, and, and exactly the way you said it, which is that, you know, every character now that is a villain is like conflicted. There's there's there, yeah. there's nuance to it that makes you yeah. not hate them 100 percent, but you hate right. them like 80 percent. And so there's this awkwardness of like, uh, just misguided what what would have happened if that guy hadn't taken those turns in his life he'd be a different person type of thing and i think nazi obviously is just like no bad everyone just says bad yeah but exactly. what they could have done is like he wants to go back and like so change the war and and like 
and he's like he could be very pro Hitler. And and I think you right. would have taken that and gone, oh okay, whatever. But what I love is that they the the depth in the character wasn't in giving him some redeeming quality. It was saying yeah. he is almost even worse than Hitler. Like he he right. you're kind of like, oh, this guy's gonna kill Hitler because he can do it better than Hitler, which makes him yeah. gives him more I don't know depth to the character, which I but it, but doesn't make him any redeeming. You you actually hate him right. more for it, and it's scarier in that way. He's scarier. And, it's yeah, like he's going to kill I mean, Hitler because I can win it. It's like oh god, like don't yeah, let that guy get back. Exactly. But yeah, and I mean, Mads Mikkelsen, to his credit as an actor, it's, this is this is why I think his casting was was really crucial and such a good choice because even though it, he does have a very kind of simple like laser focused goal that's uh really just you know bad you know as you know because he's a bad guy his his performance he still manages there are little nuances in his performance where you see like particularly in the end when you see things not going as planned that he you see the kind of he's out of the insecurity kind of come out in him right and there, there is he. He does manage to actually get a little bit of humanity into that character, um, but in a really artful way. Like he does, he does it so well. He's it is, it's similar with Lachif in right. Casino Royale. Like it's very, it's really slight, little subtle things, but it's, but it's there, and it makes it so much. It doesn't. It keeps it from being a cartoon character. Correct. You know. Correct. So, so I, yeah, I, I was, I was really happy with that. Although I will say, because I just watched Crystal Skull and. I think my old one of the only things I liked about the movie, and that was Kate Blanchett. You know, I uh, I love her, and she I liked I liked her her villain. It was over the top. It was kind of it certainly veered into ridiculous territory, but I did like her. But but this I thought was was an improvement. Um, although the truth that truthfully, the indie movies really aren't about the villains. Though. No, the villains are kind of no secondary. But um, but I think that but this one had a good one. But having a good villain. It, it only it gives Indy something to play off of, and 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 gives the the movie sure. something to play off of. And I agree. I think the open hell the opening sequence with 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 the villain in this one, just yeah. I mean is perfect. It, like you have the African American waiter come in, and just the way he oh, yeah. questions him mm-hmm. is deeply uncomfortable and and just alarming. Yeah, he makes it. He makes. Very clear. Yeah, it's very clear from the get go where he where he stands. Yeah, but not in a like aggressive, over the top manner. It's just it was. Yeah. I thought it was very well stated. It was. It, I thought it was very well done. Yeah. Well, I think. Well, it's. I think if you should mention this movie is directed by James Mangold, which is something we haven't talked about because it's not directed by Steven Spielberg, which is a big deal because this is the first Indiana Jones movie to not be directed by him. Which when I heard they were doing it and he wasn't directing it initially, my initial reaction was, whoa. Are you like? Are you fucking yeah, kidding really? me? Yeah, like, What are we doing? Here? Why? Why even make it? That was like my feeling, but I have to say, having watched Crystal Skull literally just before this podcast, I rewatched it. I, I think it it was the right choice, and I think I have a theory because I was thinking about this because because Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is is a bad movie. Like it's a, it is it's a bad movie. And it is it was such a bummer, and it was a bummer to rewatch because it truly <laughs> is Spielberg's worst. It's his worst film, like it really is. I know a lot of people; they always want to throw 
like Hook or 1941 or Always Under the Bus. I actually like all three of those movies. I mean, they're they're not perfect, but they're they're way better than this. Like this is it is his worst film. Um, and I think the problem was that, and it was what was so kind of devastating about it when I saw it was I realized that it was, Spielberg he forgot how to make one of these movies. Like, I think he really did. Yes. Cause he, he hasn't done this. He hasn't done a movie like this in, in, in 30 years at, at the time. Yeah. Well, at the time the crystal skull was almost 20 years after last crusade. Okay. So yeah. it was like, and I think honestly what it was, and this is all just conjecture on my part, but I think what it was is that he, the demand for the movie was so high and the fit they'd been talking about, Will they, won't they, about making it for decades. Right. And the, and the fans wanted it so bad. And I think Harrison Ford wanted it. I mean, because right. he, and it's true, like Harrison Ford clearly loves this character in a way that he doesn't love Han Solo or Star Wars. Like he has always, always maintained a real love of Indiana Jones. And right. he's always been very, I think, protective of it in a way that I think Star Wars, he could give a flying fuck about. <laughs> like, But Indiana Jones, I think he really is like, no, I that's a character I want to protect. And, you know, um, so I, I think he wanted to do it. I think, honestly, I don't think Spielberg wanted to do that movie. I don't think he wanted to make it. And I don't think, I think it was a matter of where he just kind of went, okay, let's just do it. Like, I think right. he was just like, listen, everybody wants this. And maybe he felt like, I don't know, maybe at that time he just felt like this is, if, if we don't do it now, I'll never do it. Maybe it was, maybe he, because when right. you watch it, it's so clear his heart isn't in it. it, it it's such a bad movie. So I, I think you're on the right path with this. It feels and it because it feels like it feels like Spielberg tr- like trying to direct a Spielberg movie, which is like it's so bizarre and it's and it's really crushing because it's like because he's the greatest at this and you're watching him just kind of like it's a caricature of himself. Yeah, it falls so flat. And, he, and all the things that he's so brilliant at, which are, you know, constructing action sequences and work and, and working in humor, particularly like he's yeah. always so good about knowing exactly because all of these genre movies, it's all about balance and it's all about it's all about balancing tone and it's all about calibrating, you know, action and suspense and drama and humor and the thing that he is so great at is he always knows exactly when to put a joke in or when to not and when to like, when to take it seriously and when to kind of like, he's, he's a master at that. And in, and in crystal skull, it just, it was like, he just wasn't, it was almost like he wasn't even at the wheel. Right. And I think maybe it was because I know he, he's always said that like this, he always felt like a hired gun on Indiana Jones because George Lucas came up with the character and he brought Spielberg in to do Raiders. And and I think if you really look at it, like Raiders like Raider of the Lost Ark is like a perfect movie. It's truly, I would say, on, on the short list of movies that I would probably consider perfect. Um, and I think that Spielberg just had such a clear vision for that and was really like into the concept. And they, and he, they executed it so well. And then they do Temple of Doom, which is I, – I love Temple of Doom. I, I know it's, it's – uh, it's got some issues. I mean, I think there's. Yeah, some, we're gonna get um, into this because I, I we're I, we're gonna have to rank all five of these and. Yeah. I'm okay. Curious. So should we let's let's just so should we just start from the top like with like. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's give me give me fall. give me your five and I'm gonna give you my five. Give me your give me the Indiana Jones in order. The rundown of the trilogy. No, just give me give me your your five. Give me give me your. Okay. Tell me tell me well, the order you would put them in. And then I'll give you. Okay. Mine. Well, it's. Well, I it's I have differing 
thoughts. I mean, I think, I mean, number one is, is Raiders for me. See, we disagree. Because, we disagree at the top. Well, well, okay. Well, here's the thing, because I know what your number one is. Yeah. And I agree that Last Crusade, which is your number one, I yes. assume. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Objectively speaking, Last Crusade is a is a better a better story for sure. I mean, hands down, like out of all the movies, it has the best story. It's I think. I mean, I don't know. This new one is pretty emotional too. But I think Last Crusade is kind of it, there's a very very well constructed and contained emotional story in that film, the father son story. Yep. And it's done so well. And you have two it, actors it is, that yeah. are just icons, Absolutely. you know, that, that, and their chemistry is, is wonderful in that movie. Yeah. So we just, Fantastic. I think we flip flop. Like you're, you're, you're saying Raiders and I'm imagining that you're going to say Raiders is, is, is first because of the originality of it or that it was the first. So it defines yeah, the characters a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, it's hard for me. The truth is, is that the the Indiana Jones trilogy, the original trilogy, it's really hard for me to be objective about any of those movies, really, right. because they were so massive to me, and like they're so connected to right. my youth and my love of movies that it's it's hard for me to really like, you know, compare one to the other. And it, I think it's just, I think Raiders just, it just, it, it's, it maybe honestly, maybe it has to do with like, like going on the great movie ride right? and being in line at MGM studios when I was a kid and seeing, cause you know, they show the trailers before you go into the ride. And I remember oh, great movie ride. Isn't that, isn't that at, is that MGM? Oh, not that Epcot? It's, it's not, it's not even MGM studios. It's Hollywood studios now, but that's not, that's, I don't want to, I'll start crying if we get into that. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I love that ride, but, but they showed the trailer. And I, so I remember from a very young age seeing that trailer right. and it's just, I don't know. It's just one of those oh, things. It, well, just, the opening yeah. scene of Raiders is the best scene ever to start a movie ever. I mean, just by, there is it's, not a better start to a movie than, than the opening scene of Raiders and him have, being chased by the, the rolling ball. And, and yeah. that, that whole sequence is just wonderful. I think what it is is I think the first one was so there was a purity to it in terms of the concept, like because it was the first one they're going into it. And the idea obviously was to take like 1930s, like matinee serials and like old, like you're like old comics from adventure stories from the thirties and forties and update it for a modern audience. And they could not have possibly done it any better than what they did. Like it is, it was such a perfect execution of that concept and, and really just had just such a great, had a great spirit to it. It felt old fashioned, right. but also it, it used some modern bells and whistles, although, and this is the thing that I think kind of defines those first three movies is that they still made it in a mostly practical world right and they did utilize modern technology in effect but only for like a couple of key sequences so like in the first movie if you look at it really for me the only one that really comes to mind as far as being like spectacular was the final scene when they opened the ark of the covenant and that was really the only time for me that the special effects really took you know took the forefront because before that everything was done on sets 
with matte paintings and in the background if they yeah. you know and and real stuns. But I think like, I think you've hit the nail on the head on what I what I love about one and three that and yeah. and what I and and five that I don't like as much with two and four is that with one and three particularly all of the things that happen in those movies are plausible with and the only thing that becomes non-plausible are supernatural things so like the, the raiders like you said is everything in raiders is completely you're like okay i buy all of it the only thing you have to suspend reality for really is the opening of the ark and so you're okay with that in the third one everything is completely plausible until you get to the uh the cup of Christ, the the chalice, the uh, the um, what am I thinking of? Holy Grail. Holy Grail. Thank you. Um, the Holy Grail. Yes. Yeah, until you get to the Holy Grail, that's when it becomes supernatural, and you have to suspend reality, yeah. and you're okay with it. The problem yeah. with f- that, that that I have with four and even two is there are things that happen in those movies that are not supernatural that you cannot believe. Like in two. And this is where I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my five, and it's, you're probably gonna be like, oh, but my five are three. No, I, I already know what it's gonna be, and that's okay. It's three, one, five, two, four. That that is okay. my yeah, sequence, really okay. And the reason why I put five between before two is because I recently watched Temple of Doom, and mm. the opening sequence they jump out of a plane, and they are <laughs> they they the only thing is they're in a raft. <laughs> They jump from yeah. like a thousand feet, no parachutes. They just get on a raft, and they land in a torrent of water that is like a five, five level five rapid, and then yeah. they, they unscathe all of them. They all That's stay totally. on the on the raft, and they're completely yeah. okay, right? That's like the opening sequence, one of them, and then, uh, and then in in four, the opening sequence is he survives a nuclear blast in a refrigerator. And like both of those require a suspension of of, of reality that is that you cannot do. There's yeah, no and there's an there's an there's there's an equally implausible scene where they go over three waterfalls. Yes, thank you. It wasn't enough. Thank they you. They would have died three times. It wasn't enough to have them jump out of a plane in a raft. <laughs> they yeah. they land that where they land is in. First of all, let's just say this, like. The the size of the river that they land in in Temple of Doom is narrow, so it, like the the probability of them even hitting the water, not land with the raft. I mean, like it's like we're gonna jump out well, of a raft. Land, they're gonna jump out of a raft they, they and they land, land with- in the only place that a raft would be relevant. Like they're over India. It's like ninety percent, ninety nine percent of the thing is solid ground, but you're in a raft, so you happen to land in a river. It's like totally. You're just like what the. F- Fuck. Yes. And then, no, it's true. right. And then, like you said, it wasn't enough to have that happen. Let's take them down three sets of waterfalls of that are large, <laughs> like hundred foot drops, yeah. and they all stay in the goddamn raft, and they somehow <laughs> get to the bottom. So, again, the beauty yeah. of Raiders and the Third and and Temp- or, uh, Last Crusade is that all of the action up until the climactic scene is 100% set work and it's 100% yeah. believable and you do not have to suspend 
very much of reality other than they're surviving like battles of gunshots and stuff which like right. you can susp- you can go okay I'll, I'll buy that but like that's it and that's the beauty of it and i think that they got back to that in this movie that there was not yeah. anything that was supernaturally done up until the end they go yeah. and and it's it's brilliant because the whole time you're just like okay I, i'm on this let's go and it wasn't until yeah. the end where you're just like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna suspend reality now and go do this this other thing. And and I just think they they lost that. Yeah. And Temple of Doom redeems itself the second half of the movie, and that's why. Oh my god, it, the second it, it, half see, of the movie is brilliant. Yeah, this is what I was gonna say because with Temple of Doom, I totally. Well, first of all, everything you said, totally valid arguments. And and honestly, Temple of Doom, there are certain things. Obviously, there are some. Um, there are some politically incorrect things in that movie, some racially stereotyping kind of stuff that's yes. not so cool. There is, it is, I mean, super violent. I mean, a man's heart is ripped out of his chest. Um, and and, and I, I mean, it's the movie that created the PG-13 rating, um, which Spielberg actually came up with because of that movie, because <laughs> yeah. the NPA was so horrified by it. Right. And he's like, well, maybe we, we should have like an in-betweeny rating. Yeah, we can't do R on this movie. We got like, because that would ruin, you know, who can go see yeah. it. So give it a PG-13 and it's And it's the movie in Temple of Doom, and he's gone on record as saying that he didn't really fully connect with that one. He didn't connect with the darkness of it, or he didn't really like the darkness of it. And I think because I think he was going through a divorce at the time. They were making it. George Lucas had, was going through a divorce so a lot of darkness came into it, and I think he that kind of put him off of it a little bit, um, which I can understand. And it is, it's pretty, it's, 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 well, it's, it's that I think in Temple of Doom, the problem tonally that I, that I can understand people having an issue with is that it's, it's super dark, but then to counteract that, Spielberg tries, puts a lot of like over the top humor in it. Right. So it's, it's alternately like super dark and violent and like over the top goofy, like Kate Capshaw's character. The you know Willie the main the female right. lead is kind of ridiculous like you know hysterical woman always screaming and stuff and although they they did get married and are still married to this day so love is real um, <laughs> right but but, so, but I think but but like you said within that though and yeah these are plot choices and yeah. and darkness and whatnot but yeah, the second but, half of that film was, is brilliantly beautiful yes, I was gonna say and that was the thing because I I'd always like I mean certainly. My that was always my least favorite of the trilogy, but again, like I loved all of them, and I loved every second of Temple of Doom, even though it was my least favorite, just by comparison. But the last time I watched it, I I didn't I think I didn't really realize just what a complete fucking roller coaster ride the third act of that movie is. Oh, it's and it is like it's un it is just it is unrelenting one after another. Like it is fucking amazing like honestly like and that's when i watched it i was like okay this this has problems but god damn that third act is like oh it's it's i mean it's just it's spielberg just like on firing on all cylinders just absolute non-stop insanity and it's pretty fucking awesome yes and the so, so but what i love so yeah and i and i agree with you completely i think i i think a lot of the things about temple of doom that are problematic are overcome by just like you said, the brilliance of the last part of that movie. I mean, the, the scene on the, the hanging bridge is, yeah. is 
again is one of those and, and scenes. That's like that's like the twelfth that's like the twelfth thing that's happened yeah, right. in just the third act. But like, can you insane. I mean think about that. Like that scene is as much as I put it the third, it's one of the scenes that I think of first when I think of Indiana Jones. Is his right. is yeah. him in a tattered ripped shirt with his whip mm-hmm. on his hand and with a with a looking with badass. looking like a badass and he's got he's got the machete and he just starts mm-hmm. to slowly rise it over his head and he mm-hmm. and, and it's just pure and hey and we have to say you have Key Kwan Oh, Doctor Jones, Doctor Jones, which which iconic by the way Re- again, recent Oscar winner just so, a shout out yeah so Key I'm going to tell you, you what 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 did he get an Oscar for recently. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Have oh, you not seen that's that? right. God, oh, I didn't even, I God. didn't even, I didn't even connect that. Okay, so oh, well, he's amazing. also Data, right? He's also Data yeah, from course, from yes. Goonies. So yeah, okay. But, so yeah. the but so uh, yeah, that that scene is just great. But so like yeah. what I but going back to the fifth one, which is what we're we're here talking about. But like the yes, right. I would say the thing, the other thing I loved the most about this film is that. I think it's clearly, obviously, the last Indiana Jones. The way they oh, no, they, yeah. they made it some is. decisions in bringing back characters and making references, like nostalgic references throughout this movie, so much yeah. that it's clear that they're just saying, like, look, this is it. This is yeah. the last one. I love that um, they bring in a young kid, a 10-year-old kid who's... Yeah, got I, that, that was, same and vibe. I was not expecting that too. That was the surprise and a very pleasant surprise. Right, really the same that. vibe Eddie. as the as as Doctor Jones as as uh, yeah, similar know. kind of a short round. Yeah, but like exactly thing. And I know I, he was great. He was great. I'm surprised he didn't call him short round. That would have been a great like homage <laughs> to it because there were so many other things. I was honestly, I was especially since like he just he's kind of having a resurgence. I was kind of hoping Kwan short round would come back. But I mean, that would have maybe been pushing it a little bit. But little it would have bit. been cool if he. Yeah, it would have. But you know, they 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 brought back uh, what's his face? I can't remember. I don't know any of these people's Sala. names. Sala, yes, yes. which I which, thought was I mean, great. I do, I do kind of wish. Okay, so okay, oh, man. There's so many things to talk about still. But um, I, as far as like Sala goes, because it was so great to see him come back, and I love the introduction of him punching out the guy, and then it's fucking Sala. That right, was so awesome. I do wish that he maybe had come along on the adventure. And there is a certain character played by Antonio Banderas in this movie who honestly, I could imagine people watching this and not even realizing Antonio Banderas is even in this movie (laughs) because his character is essentially, I mean, it's, it's kind of just a glorified cameo. It's, and it's, he barely has anything to do. He only right. has like a few lines, and then he's like gone. Right, and he's almost and comical. Wish maybe he's almost comical. I, there, he, I think he's almost right. comical. His character is—I don't want to say it's non-serious, but it's—he—he's yeah. not. He, like you said, he's not central. And I found the perform like he—he he seemed kind of like I don't know. He, he just seemed a little funny. Like it wasn't as. I didn't find him to be yeah. as serious a character. I, I thought was, he was kind of I, comical. I, yeah, I frankly, I don't know if they cut stuff out, but I kind of found his casting in that part to almost be distracting. Like it was kind of like, yeah, I agree. Is, that's in front of the Banderas. Why are and they don't give him like barely anything to do? I don't know. I kind of thought it would be cool if maybe instead of him, maybe Sala had come along and been 
that character instead you know like that would have been cool even if like he ended up dying he would have died heroically like for, like tried to save india you know and you know i think maybe that would have been i would have liked that more i think that would have been but, um, i think you would have had a better yeah because the death again i think you're right on on that one i think they missed an opportunity there not that i'm advocating to kill off characters but i i do think that you're right because what Indy experiences, there's a moment where, like, his friend, you know, obviously Antonio Banderas dies, is killed, and they're on yeah. the boat escaping, and um, the female character, who, forgive me, I've seen this once, so I don't remember any of the names, um, but the female character is, like, celebrating because she's, they're, they're, they've escaped and they're leaving, and, and yeah. Harrison Ford, and Der- Indiana Jones is like, my friend just died, right? Yeah. But you as the, you, I didn't have any emotion with that. Like I, I get right. it and I understood it, but I didn't feel the emotion. Whereas I think if you had had Sala there and that happened, yeah. that would have been a, that would have been, I mean, quite, I, I right. would have been shocked and I would have been like, yeah. And, and the emotion that Harrison Ford could have shown, it would have been so good. Right. It would have been, yeah, you would have been like, right. You'd been like, yeah, of course this guy's been through everything with him instead of a throwaway yeah. character in Antonio Banderas. You know, where you don't, yeah. like, I don't know who he is. He's not even from the, Lexi literally leaned over to me and said, did he have any parts in the first three movies? And I'm like, no, he, he has nothing in any of the other movies. I don't know who this person is at all. It's just a made up person coming in. Yeah. I think they, they missed it with Sala. In, in these last two movies to introduce characters that Indy apparently has a great history with who have not been established. Like they did that in crystal skull too. Right. And they do it in this one too. And it was kind of like, like I almost wish that like, like in the beginning of the movie, the opening sequence, there's a character played by, uh, Toby Jones, who is the father of Phoebe Waller bridges character. Right. Yes. Helena, yes. Who is, um, who, cause he's, she's, Indy's goddaughter and in the beginning of the movie Toby Jones her father is like his sidekick on this adventure that they're on in, in uh, Germany or wherever they are and um, and I, part of me almost because I remember thinking like I knew that that uh, she was going to be like his goddaughter or whatever I thought maybe she was going to be Marcus Brody's daughter right well, that would have been a good I twist. almost even even if like because I mean Toby Jones doesn't look anything like Daniel Meliad who played Marcus Brody, but even if they'd like made that character Marcus Brody, I kind of feel like I would have preferred that to some character that we don't know, we didn't even know, or he doesn't really have a history with. So I kind of, you know, but at the same time, I know that Indiana Jones is kind of like, I mean, he's a ser- his adventures are serialized. So like, of course there's all, he goes on all kinds of adventures and it was all kinds of characters. So it's kind of, I do understand it's kind of like James Bond in that sense where like you can put in characters that he has a whole history with that we don't really know and just go like, Oh yeah, well they've been on adventures cause he's been on so many adventures. But I, I do feel like there were a couple missed opportunities to make it have, you know, even more of a emotional impact if they had like, you know, kind of included some of the, those, the previous characters, you know, that, that could have, I think there were opportunities to utilize those characters that they kind of missed. Which yes, kind of, kind I of think the Sala. I'm you, you brought your point about Sala and having him die. I think that would have <laughs> been. I think, that. I think that would have been so much better, and it would have given the yeah. movie a little more weight. Um, in the right. same vein that, like, the the character, like, um, in in uh, Last Crusade, right? You're mm. you're. They do such a wonderful job of the characters of um, Sean Connery and Harrison Ford that that chemistry that they have as father and son that when Harris when when Sean Connery is shot 
and he's laying there dying. Yeah. The emotional weight of that makes that whole scene and sequence so wonderful oh, yeah. to watch. And I think that I think they missed an opportunity with Sala that you could have added to that. I, I think yeah. you know there wasn't any of that for for Indy in this way. And that's what I loved about the third one that was so right. great is that is that the the whole time that you're watching it, the the climactic scene is he's not only trying to get the grail but he's trying to save his father and that gives this whole it's just oh, such a wonderful movie um but yeah and you know actually in talking about in, in honestly talking about opening sequences i gotta say my favorite is last crusade with river phoenix as the young indie that is that good sequence that is my that's even i mean i i don't know honestly this one is the opening of this one was really fucking great and this another thing i want to talk about is James Mangold did such a phenomenal job with the action scenes in this one and the chase scenes like there were. And I think the thing that he did best, which was so refreshing because it was missing entirely from Crystal Skull, was a sense of danger in these chase scenes. There were so many moments where I literally I flinched and I jumped in my seat when people would get hit. And I was like, oh, God, like they were like literally like I mean, I was watching my kids and they were having fun. And like it was just it was that was really fun. But like. There were so many moments where I just like it like there was a you could really feel the impact in the same way that you could feel them in the Spielberg, the original ones, you know, because because that's what Crystal Skull, because, you know, inevitably, like you got to we got you got to kind of talk about the CGI issue, which is something that obviously and it's something that I think it's, it's complicated because on the one hand, part of me. Like the purist in me wants to go like if I were to direct an Indiana Jones movie now, I would do it just the way they did it in the 80s. Right. And I would only use those kind of technologies. I would use minimal CGI, blah, blah, blah. And that's a really nice idea. But honestly, I, it is probably unrealistic just because, you know, modern audiences just they expect more. And I get that you kind of have to ratchet it up. But I also think and, that I, I think it's not just that you have to ratchet it up. I think that you. I was just thinking about this. Like, if you think about the chase scenes from Raiders, they didn't do any chase scenes in Raiders. There's none. It, it the chase scenes are him running. It's 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 Harrison Ford running through. It's him chasing. It's yeah. him chasing something, and you can't do that right. now because he's eighty. Like you can't. Right. So they've supplemented it with these car things because you can put an eighty year old and he's driving. Um, yeah. But you can't do it. like the beauty of Raiders is that you think of like the climb the really big chase scene, which I'm thinking of is, is which climaxes in him, uh, you know, shooting the the guy with the sword, you know, and and that chasing where he's running in, and he's pulling down yes. the the in the marketplace in the yeah. marketplace, yeah, all of that. Like it's such great thing. But that chase scene isn't. There's no cars or anything in that. That's just him running around, and and it was so. And again. My favorite, my favorite action scene in Raiders is when he's he's chasing after the the Nazis to get the art back uh, when they're leaving Cairo, and uh, and he the, you know the part where he like gets dragged behind the truck the car the truck and stuff that that's my favorite sequence in Raiders and it's like but again that's him it's you know, him chasing them it's, it's it's a different and it's all practical like someone actually was underneath that right. car right like, it's nuts I think it's also and, that St- Spielberg back then 
had to do more with less. And I think the movies are right. better because yes. of that. Exactly. That's the, and that's the thing is I realized like it was the limitations. Yes. Had Which makes that, it that better. Made, made limitations. Cause that it's, that's the mother of invention. Cause when you have those limitations, you have to work with what you have and you end up doing something so much more inventive than just saying, Oh, well, we'll throw and interesting and interesting. Like and, you, because yeah. you can't do anything, you have to make yeah. choices. And it's the same thing that he did with jaws. It's like right, of Jaws, yeah. you know, famously the thing's breaking down, so he just ends up he's like, "Well, I'm just going to make the sound be and not show the shark." But that's what makes the whole thing great. And it's and it's I think when you have CGI, it's a crutch. I think people don't they That's they, why yeah. That's why that original trilogy is so kind of special and it was really like a sweet spot like it was kind of the only time because they ran the gamut in the eighties and like the last one came out in 89. That was like right before CGI became huge. So it was like, it's it just in that sweet spot that you honestly couldn't recreate. It almost makes me feel like, like, honestly, like if I could go back, I'm even though I really like this one, I would almost kind of wish they just left it at three, like just right. leave it there because you couldn't, you can't do the magic of what those movies were right. with specifically because of the time they were made. And because of the limitations they had and it, you know, and I think with the technology they have now, like in Crystal Skull, obviously he just relied on CGI too much and there was no sense of danger. There was everything right. felt too fake. Well, yeah, not it only that, but it, like the chase scene is through the Amazon and they're going yeah. through like, if, if, is anyone ever seen the fucking Amazon? It is not something you can drive a car through at yeah, fucking I, all. Yeah. And they're driving like at a hundred miles an hour and zigzagging through. It's yeah. just so you're, again, it goes back to it's like it's all non-believable. Like you can't, it, right. there's nothing but, you can believe about that. Yeah, and this new one, I mean, the, I obviously there's lots of CGI and special effects, but I think it's it's utilized well in that within it they, like I said, there's that real sense of urgency and danger, and like, like really, like I, I I'm excited to see it again, honestly, because some of those scenes, like I was like really on the edge of my seat and like jumping. And like I, I really felt like the visceral impact of the hits and the crashes, and like I thought it was so well done. I oh, and, and you know, and obviously you you couldn't quite do that without the CGI. So I thought he James Mangold utilized it really well. And I think that um, one of the things yeah. I really love that I notice and I don't notice it anywhere is that there is a distinctive Indiana Jones punch sound that you mm -hmm. only really hear in Indiana Jones films. I feel like you never hear this yeah. sound. Like there is this sound of when Indiana Jones punches somebody. Oh, that, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That sounds like you're like hitting like a catcher's mitt right in the, it's like this yeah. loud, but it's so uniquely Indiana Jones. Like you, you don't hear that. Yeah. It doesn't happen in, in bond. It doesn't happen in any of it. It's like this very distinctively Indiana Jones sound of him punching people. Um, yeah. And then, and then I also like that sometimes they they purposely put people who fell, and you got to hear the ah, uh, sound, the, the Wilhelm scream, yeah, yeah. which which yeah. is I feel yeah, like, like a classic, uh, you know, absolutely. Indiana Jones kind of sound that you have. I mean, like it's it's all, you know, and and the 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 references to the previous movies, I thought were wonderful. I I just I like those little kind of homages. I loved. Yeah, I loved, I thought, well, I mean, on a whole, I think the thing I really liked about this one is how they, not only did they acknowledge his age, 
but they made it a part of the story and they made it like thematically part of the story, the right. whole idea of going back in time. And, and in, in so many ways, I think in terms of the story, they did a really good job of, it's a kind of a case where it's a movie where like they can have, you have your, you have your cake and you can eat it too. Or like, so they have the opening sequence where we get to have the experience of seeing like the long lost indie movie from the nineties that we right. never got to see after last crusade. We kind of get that, but then we go forward and we get to see old indie and we get to have that experience. And then we have, they go through this Fisher in time and go back to ancient Rome, which was genuinely like, I was not expecting. Oh no. And I loved it. I'm glad we're talking about the, the, the end sequence. Cause I do want to make a point about it because I really loved, I, I was right there with you. I loved the, the, the Rome going back to Rome. But what I really loved was that Indy says he wants to stay. Right. And we already talked about her, uh, the, the female leads uh, reaction to it and how wonderful it was. But what I loved yeah. about it was that I, I think it is believable that an old person, especially someone who's gone through what he's gone through, would say, "Just yeah. let me stay here. What do I have to go back for? I'm I, I don't I'm yeah. old. I'm you know. Let me be here. This is amazing. I've always dreamed of what this would look like, you know. And yes. and I got to do it. What I love though is that they could have done the cliche, her flying off and looking down you know, at him sunset kind of scene. And what I yeah. love is that they didn't, they didn't let that happen. They just, they're like, yeah. they're like, no, yeah. she punches him and just yeah. drags him back to time. I was like, I, I was yes. just, it was, it was a, it was, you know, you, it, they didn't take the easy ray out on any of this stuff. And they yeah. could have easily just said, we're going to leave him in ancient Rome. And, and it, it, they didn't. And it's, yeah. I think, it's a great. It, it's so great because, like, like I said, it's the case of having your cake and eating it too, which is like, because when that happened, I was like, you know what? That actually would be like a kind of beautiful ending for Indiana Jones to actually go back in time and get to be a part of history, and like, and I was like resigning myself. I was like, okay, like, that's so that's how it's gonna end. And I was like, okay, well, that's actually kind of cool. But 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 inside, of course, I'm like, but I really kind of want him and Marion to get back together. Right. And then they give us that. So yeah. you have. It's like it's actually like because it's already poignant and emotional. And Harrison Ford plays that scene. By the way, I want to just like Harrison Ford is so amazing in this, and not just doing indie, which he's perfect at. But there are a couple moments where he gets really emotional, and like yeah, emotional the scene in a where, way where it's clear the scene where he talks about his kid, his son. Oh yeah, well that one. I mean, yeah, that hit me really hard. Yeah, but, like that was that that moment. And there's a couple moments where, like, it's clear that, like, it's honestly, I think it might actually be the most emotional acting I've ever seen him do. Where, like, I really felt like what we're seeing here is, like, really him coming through this character. And, like, that scene at the end, like, I thought it was, like, really beautifully played where, where he's in Rome and, like, that. So I was like, okay, this is this is really emotional. And I, I, I dig this. Like, but then it's like, as a as a gift, they give you the, the the real ending, which is him being reunited with Marion. Which I mean, the scene. I mean, forget it. When they're in the kitchen, yeah, and they do the whole yes from the first points, from I mean, the first. Oh my god, it's great. I was just like, I was, I couldn't have been happier. I was just like, this is perfect. Yes, like, it's it it. Ugh, they did it. B- it was great, wonderfully, and I and I just, you know, the the film was never gonna be. It was never gonna surpass. Uh, Raiders or Last Crusade. It's just not because, and I think 
partly because Harrison Ford is not young. And and Indiana Jones, by definition, is an adventurer. And so you're, you can't escape that. So it's it's just a different movie uh, in in that yeah. way. But I but I just think they did a as much as they could. You know, even the scene where they're climbing up into the Roman sequence, and he's like stuck, and she's like climbing past him, going like, you know, yeah. you're not moving, and he's like, yeah, he's like, well, you know, when you've I'm thinking. <laughs> if, he's like, everything hurts, and I've been shot nine times, and I've got you know, like it's. It, yeah. it, it's just, I think it's all well done. They acknowledge it. Again, they acknowledge it and they lean yeah. into it, and I think that's wonderful. I think Harrison Ford, I, I agree, I think he lean, he's great. What I love about it is he looks like he's been beat up. Like, his, his, yeah. he just looks well, like, he looks like an old leathery, like, I'm, I've been through everything, which and, is just wonderful. And that is, that has always been the appeal of Indiana Jones, which is that he's not a fucking superhero. He gets beat up. He me- he messes up. Like in every movie, he's always getting caught. He's always making mistakes. Right. Like he's he has it's a, it's the same quality that kind of like 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 a like John McClane like Bruce Willis in Die right. Hard. Right. Although eventually they just turn him into a superhero and it fucking sucks. But in the first and third Die Hard, he's a real human being who gets beat up and he messes up and like is fallible and human. And that is what made Indiana Jones so great is that he had that quality of, of, you know, a a guy just, you know, he, he wasn't, he was not, um, he wasn't perfect. He, his imperfections, again, like the limitations they had making those movies, like the imperfections were what made him so special. And And I think, and I think the other thing about Indiana Jones that I think makes that I personally am gravitate to is he's a Harrison Ford in these movies is just pure cool. Like when you when you think about you know him from the 30s oh, yeah. and, and the suits that he wore, you know I, I'm thinking about Raiders when they're standing on the steps and the arcs going up and he's in that you know he's in a classic kind of 1930s suit uh, with yeah. his with fedora on and he just looks he just looks cool. But what what I yeah. gravitate to and what I love about Indiana Jones is that he's the character is, at the same time, erudite. Like he's really well educated. He's a professor of yeah. archaeology, he's and an at the same, yeah, sure. he's an yeah. academic. And at the same time, he's like an action hero. And so, yeah, like, and they just lean into both. They don't, yeah. they don't act like he's. It's not like Clark Kent, you know, where he's. It's right. an alter ego. It's like that's what he is, and yeah. I just yeah, love he's that. He's always Indiana Jones, yeah. I love that they they lean into him being smart and not just like yeah. John McClane I mean, is he's like actually, street he's smart. Better, but, he's better at academia than he is at being an action hero. Yes, he fails all the great. time, but he's like, great. Yes, he, what he successfully yeah. does all the time is he fix he he realizes that whatever it, he mm-hmm. figures out through academics what it is that is needs to be solved. Yeah. Or the yes. he's the one who always figures out through his knowledge. That's where he's successful. You're absolutely right. He's not successful in the action pits most of the time. He's yeah. lucky, and through perseverance, yeah. he he you Actually, know exactly. It's, it, and it's his it's his perseverance and his his uh you know his initiative and his ingenuity in 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 uh you know and that's why I like like those moments like when they think he's the driver and the the Nazi like right. like he's always. 
he's finding he's getting himself in these 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 like impossible situations and he has to like figure out a way to get himself out of it and it's just yeah it's um it's just a perfect combination of you know uh, heroics but also you know ingenuity intelligence and Harrison Ford he can he does both of them so believably yes he's and like i enjoy like like i enjoy the scenes of him doing all the cool stuff and the whip and everything as much as i enjoy scenes where he like geeks out over history oh. and he gets really excited over like you know like the you know um nobody uh, looks at a journal like harrison ford in in oh my god i mean there's nothing like him like opening up a tattered old journal and like looking at it yeah. Is he just does that well, like from a prop yeah. work in terms of acting? He just, in fact, yeah. I was watching Crystal Skull, and my my favorite moment in the movie, honestly, and the only movie where it feels like an Indiana Jones movie, is the scene where Shia LaBeouf like gives him, I don't know, it's like a map or whatever, and and he and he like and he does that where he kind of lights up and he's like, oh, and he like and he explains, you know, and he, like right. he gets excited by it, and I was like, okay, that's Indiana Jones. Like, well, yeah, or you know, or you think about. uh Last Crusade and him like oh, leaning over top Grail Diary. Grail Diary or looking over the the when he gets into the the coffin and finds the one of the the yeah. the people and he's like he does a etching of it and he's like looking at it yeah. and, and he or or there's a scene what scene is it where he I can't remember which particular movie it is but there's a scene where like he blows sand off of the Oh, in the in the map room oh. in Raiders, like he's yeah. that whole yep. like the way they go about doing that and Harrison Ford doing that, like it's just it's wonderful acting and just visually very yeah. appealing, and it's like it, it becomes more of a treasure hunt there, and like you're figuring it out, and yeah. that's the part of Indiana that's just so great is that there's always a mystery and something he's trying to figure out. It's not just the villain. It, it's not just yeah. that I'm stopping a Nazi. It's that yeah. I'm not only stopping a Nazi, but I got to figure out this other thing before they figure it out, so that they, I'm stopping the Nazi. And that is just yeah. that's what Indiana Jones is, and and this movie I think yeah. delivers on that um, better than the fourth one, and in my opinion, better than the second one. Mm-hmm. Although the second one has some iconic scenes, but I I, I still think this one's a little bit better. So wait, yeah, so no, I, 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 how do you rank them? I okay. <sighs> Honestly, I don't know. I I, ha- I would have to watch the, the Dial of Destiny again to have a better because I only watched it once, and I'm also kind of being because I I'm also kind of high off it, so it might not live up to the second viewing. Maybe I, I'm, not, I'm, but I'm give me your like, gut. Give me your gut right now. What do you think? Put right them in order now, today. You can I change mean, it tomorrow. Okay, right now, if I'm being objective. I I might have to go one three five two four. Okay, that might but be but on second brain. viewing you may swap the two and five. Maybe I mean the thing is like I mean again Temple of Doom I I see all of its flaws. I but own God, all no, of I'm its right flaws. there with you. I'm right there with you now. Talking but about it, I think about it's those still ending Temple scenes. Temple of Doom, you know what I mean? Like it's, oh, it's still yes. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I can't like it. It holds such a special place in my heart. I can't. It's almost like I can't. I just I those those three movies are just like I know they're they're so they're, they're I I, I I'm there with you. I, I look, they're great movies, and I and I I'm right there with you. I I yeah. Even the homage the homage to Temple of Doom with the with the um with the with the um with the bugs. 
They did it in the fifth. This one too. Right. Like they were like, boom, here you go. They did, although they did, they also did eels, which was their eels, which was snakes, I did, which I, I like. That was yeah, sea snakes, which was kind of like, oh wow, I can't believe they haven't done that yet. Yeah, well done. But, um, I like yeah, that. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I like the eels and I like the bugs too. I. I yeah, I mean, yeah, I, Temple of Doom is like honestly that movie is kind of like it's like a like a fun house horror like haunted house kind of a movie where it's like I don't know and kind of the 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 like I said there is that clashing of tone but that's also kind of what I like about that movie is I know why how it could not work for some people but for me I kind of like it it kind of gives it this weird kind of edge that I enjoy but um, but I do. But I will say absolutely, it is not nearly as emotional at this as this one was, and as no, but ultimately some of the scenes, like, but satisfying. It, but the ultimate scenes in 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 Temple of Doom are better than this movie. I just think that the there's the, the plot holes, which there are some in here. I, I in this fifth one, I'm gonna, let's. I mean, let's be honest. Like the the. The, sure. she it's punches out let's look, uh, here's one that that popped out in my head and I just ignored it but like the ending sequence we talk about she punches him and knocks him out this is a man yeah. that I've watched for five movies get hit <laughs> by every conceivable person <laughs> and thing and has never been knocked out and she in one punch yeah, knocks mean, him the, out I'm like okay like the guy in the Raiders with the with the plane, that huge fucking guy. Yes, <laughs> even he didn't knock him out. Right, and like she knocks him yeah. out in one punch. So but I was like, whoa, wait a second. I, hey, what can I, I mean, Phoebe, she packs a punch. She like, packs you know, a punch. I guess I, but I was just like, whoa, come on, man. I'm like, like <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, I just yeah. in my head was like immediately searching for. I'm like, well, he's severely wounded because he's been shot. That's why he's knocked out. So, but but. <laughs> I'm just I think like he's old now. He's old. I, that's, I had to give it something, but I was just kind of like the whole movie. He gets punched all the time, and he, nothing happens, and he doesn't get knocked out. But she knocks him out one punch. So there's there's some plot holes in it, and and some things that I think that they, you know, could have done differently. Um, oh well, here's another one that just didn't make any sense to me. They they mm. they, they, they they go down underwater, right? The three of them. Right. There's or four people yeah. go down underwater. Then they right. take over the 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 boat. The evil people come and get on the boat, and they right. see them get on the boat. And right. two things happen. One, they killed one of the people by just throwing the thing out. Why didn't they do it to the other three? That that doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. They killed one person, and then I'm like, well, all three of you guys well, are I in. Think, well, because well, they, well, they still needed them for to like translate the. Um, yeah, I guess. But the, the other problem is, and this is the bigger plot hole is that the way they surfaced was by like pulling a ripcord on some like uh, life vests and shooting them mm. to the top you will bleed out your ears like you will have the bend <laughs> you will die from that like right. you can't surface that quickly at all from 300 yeah. feet down you just can't do it and so like and they they did like this they kind of tossed a a little bit of like Antonio Banderas going, you know, like I have a special method. You just bounce and then you come up, you know. And I'm like, like right. it's like really that doesn't make yeah. any fucking sense. And um, so there are plot holes in this movie that 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 I shouldn't say plot holes. They're just what frustrates me about all these things when these happen in movies is I think that they're just so easy to fix. Like you don't have to do it. Right. That's what well, bothers me on some of this. Is it's just like. Just yeah. like the punching thing, you don't have to do that. Like I, I there's, I don't know. 
But I there, mean, yeah, that's true, but I mean, I don't know. I, I always, with these movies, like, even with Crystal Skull, I try to, like, I always try to temper my expectations because I, you know, these movies are really hard to make. And especially with something like this, which is why I got to give James Mangold, like, major props. Oh, I'm not, this, this is not taking it away from he, it. I thought it was great. No, I, just, I know. I know what you're saying. And I, and you're right. But I, but I just, I mean, for me, I just, I always kind of tend to err on the side of, like, these movies are impossible. Like the expectations of the, of that he was facing are impossible. Like there's no way you're going to live up. And I got to say like, because apparently this movie, it people, my, my, my uh, interpretation has been that this movie is not going over well and people don't like it. That's been like the reaction seems to be that this was, I've read, I've seen multiple little reviews online that are saying it's worse than crystal skull. That is ridiculous. I can't even like, I'm like, I, People fucking suck. Okay, can I just say it? Like, I hate, I hate people, and I especially hate people who claim to love movies who obviously don't. Like, yeah, I mean I, that's just no, ridiculous. Nothing I hate worse than these people who bitch about like fan service and all this shit, and like they're oh my god, just like don't even like they. Ugh, it drives me nuts with this stuff because like I think. This was a situation where I I do think that they should have just left it with the three films, but they made but they made Crystal Skull and there's no we can't you, uh, we can't undo it they made it yeah but this so is the problem I is think, that you have all these people who say oh you know like oh it's not as good as the third one it's like well if they had left it at the three you have all these people saying well they should have made a fourth one you know they should have made this and it's like then they make it and they're like well that sucked blah, blah, blah. it's they're like impossible to yeah it's impossible. just shut it's, like shut up again i'm gonna say it, it from the get-go harrison ford is too old to be doing these movies they're not gonna be what they were because he yeah. is not who he well, was you can't yeah. redo and, them it's just that simple and that is and that is why i honestly i really it makes me appreciate this movie more because I think honestly, I mean, the fact is again they they made Crystal Skull, but we couldn't leave it at that. And I no. think everyone yeah you did had it. to do it. You had and, to do another one. And, yeah, and and I and I and that's why I like honestly I feel grateful to James Mangold for having the guts to do it and to do it and the fact that he did it as well as he did, like really deserves to be acknowledged. What like, other movies I has mean, he done? He did well. He did Logan recently, which was amazing. Right. Okay. The Wolverine. Wolverine movie, the Wolverine which, prequel. Which is, I okay. mean, yeah. He also did. I think he did the the other Wolverine movie before that, which I haven't seen. But he also did like um, he did Copland. Okay, with Stallone. Which is okay. A great movie. Yeah. He did um, Ford Ford v Ferrari. Okay, with Matt, Matt Damon, Damon and Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Right, he did yeah. Walk the Line. Another great one. Walking Phoenix and so, and. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a great filmmaster. He did Three Ten to Yuma movie. with Russell Crowe. Oh wow! Okay, Bale. so he's 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 um, he's a really accomplished. Uh, yeah, he's director. a great he's a great filmmaker, and this makes me the fact that he pulled this off really puts him up in my book. Like I already liked him, but now the fact that he he was able to do an Indiana Jones movie, like it's true, he did an Indiana Jones movie better than Spielberg did the last one. I agree, he really and did. I, and I think that he. The and, other thing with him is that he, you know, I, I think that people need to remember that these movies are supposed to be like almost comic booky, like they're they're right. supposed to be action and fun and and moving. Like they're not supposed to be these like they're not dramas. They're not supposed no, to be anything it, remotely is, close to it. But it's it's a delicate balance. Again, well, of course, that's it, the same. That, of that's course, the key to these is like, and and if you 
because these are the hard, I mean, I really do believe these are the hardest movies to make. Like, and if you can do it well and, and, you know, with minimum like cringiness and like it, I think that's, it's a real accomplishment because like, especially something like this, like this kind of, it made me think of force awakens, which I really love. Right. I, I feel like now you're either like a force awakens person or a last Jedi person. I hated last Jedi. I love Force Awakens. That's just that's how I feel. I thought Force Awakens. Force was, Awakens is the seventh one. Yeah, it the was one the Harrison first Ford one in the, in the final. The four, yeah, the first one in the final trilogy. I loved it. I was like, I love this. I'm so psyched. I can't wait to see it. And then it went to fucking garbage, and it, and it killed and essentially killed Star Wars for me, frankly. But but that's okay because I like Indiana Jones more anyway. But I liked the I liked I Force think, Awakens better than Last Jedi. I thought Last Jedi could have been oh, great, and they. I, can't, well, don't, I didn't not, like the direction. We shouldn't get into that because that's Ryan Johnson, and then he also did the Knives Out movies, and let's just not. Yeah, you have a, a special uh, place in hell for him. Yeah, but, let's, um, I, let's not. I don't want to. I don't want to go negative. I okay. don't want to go negative. But I, so, I, I like. So I yeah I I think I think you're right. These are tough movies to 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 kind of you're facing you're facing impossible expectations and because you ultimately have what you're trying to do is you're balancing you want to make a movie that is you know new and kind of its own thing and kind of builds on an established franchise but at the same time you want to have reverence for this thing that came before and pay homage and tribute to it and and that's something that like and that's what bothers me is i feel like people it's like they don't they don't know what they want. And I think honestly it's that they honestly just don't they don't know what they want. And they and inevitably they're all, they're going to hate it whatever it is. Yeah. Because if it if it's too if it's too much like the other thing, it's all fan servicey and they're like, "Oh, well they're just trying to like cash you know, in." Yeah. They're, they're pandering to us whatever. But if it's but if it's too different, they're like, "Oh, it's not enough like the old ones." Yeah, there's like, you can't win. It, you can't win with You it. have to you have to come into it with the 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 right expectations and the right perspective which is you know you've got to balance those things and i think i really admire both jj abrams with force awakens and james mangold with this the reverence they had and also i have to add and maybe this isn't a hot take but the new ghostbusters ghostbusters afterlife i really really like that movie too i have not and seen I that one that so movie, I, I can't comment it's, on that. it's great it's great i will I'll, I'll throw myself on the train tracks on that one and i think that movie's great and i think that all three of these movies have the same quality which is they were made by people who understood that we want you want to you want to do something new and introduce new characters, but you ha- you can't do that without also paying homage to what came before and recognizing and having that reverence for it, and recognizing that like we are following in in the footsteps of something iconic, and there's a reason it's iconic, and we have to we can't just throw it all out the window because that's what Ryan Johnson did with Last Jedi. He basically was like like that movie is like a Star Wars movie made by somebody who doesn't like Star Wars as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, this stuff, see, let's not go negative. We're not going to go negative. We're going to end it. We're not going negative. We're going to stay here. Look, let's end it on, on, on this positive note. And we, we both give it a a, a strong, it lives up, right? We're going to say this new move, new version lives up. I, I couldn't recommend, I honestly, I sincerely recommend it. And especially like, 
Because I'm gonna be honest, I don't I don't go to the theater. I honestly like it's funny because like I I love movies. I think more than any other living person. That's just me. But I I hate going to the movies. I hate going to the theater. I hate it. I hate it. Even this time, like I went with my kids, but there were people like sitting right next to us who were talking to the whole thing. I mean, they people ruin it for me. I hate it. I'm glad I saw this in the theater. There I are really movies am. that you want to see in the theater, and this was one that you need yes. to see in the theater. It is. Yeah, I mean it's going to be great it's, watching it on television on, on TV. It delivers it on a big screen for yeah. sure, and, and it's I, one of those yeah, movies. So it, Indiana would, Jones is meant to be seen in the theater. It's, you can't watch that. You can't see that right. film. It's like there are certain films, in my view, that you need to see in a theater, and that you just can't separate them from that experience. I think Indiana Jones is one. I would say James Bond is a similar yeah. similar kind of franchise that needs to be seen in the theater. But I think sure. I think this movie lives up. I think it's I think it's good. Um and I think uh I think it's gonna I think it's gonna hold up down the line. As as and I think in yeah. twenty years when yeah. we do when we're on in eleven years when we're we finished the five hundred and sixty six uh movies on our list and, and right. we're 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 going okay. What do we do we're now? Old, we're gonna just as, we're as old as Harrison. We're gonna be as old as Harrison Ford. We're gonna say, all right, let's bring on uh, the dial of destiny yeah. and see if this thing holds up, and uh, we'll link it back to this yeah. podcast. But, yeah, uh, that's a good. It's a good point. I think it'll be really interesting to see what time says about this movie and where it holds up in the future. I I I, I agree. I think I think it'll people will come around to it because I I don't know. I just feel like it's. I feel like if you really love Indiana Jones, I don't see how you couldn't have at least enjoyed it. You know, I, I really, I don't buy it. Like people, anybody who complained about it, I think that they're just fundamentally wrong. Honestly, I don't know yeah, what else. To I say. think they're like, wrong. They're, I don't they're think that they're, they're not right. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, let's leave it on that. Let's say those yeah. of you who didn't like it, see, you're wrong. Go see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. You won't be disappointed. I really, I highly recommend it. And you know, just long live. Indiana Jones. Long live is, Indiana Godless. Jones. One of the greatest, one of the greatest franchises in the history of movies. Crystal Skull aside, um, and you know, just one of the great characters. And Harrison Ford, just one of the great screen icons. Of, I mean, truly, like, honestly, like, I mean, at this point, I think it's safe to say Harrison Ford for our generation is absolutely like he's like our John Wayne. Like, oh yeah, hundred percent. Of fact, course he is better than john wayne because he's awesome and john wayne sucked so well john wayne like, i thought was like a one-trick pony he's a cowboy that's yeah, it no like yeah. you know and, and harrison yeah. ford is like he's he, he's i mean john, he's like he's come on he's, he's han solo ford, no, and indiana yeah. jones like you know, you know what it is here it is harrison ford is he's john wayne and he's fucking humphrey bogart he's both of them in one i agree yes like, you're absolutely like right that. he is spot on he's on that. bogart and john wayne. he is bogart so, and john wayne harrison ford i love you yeah i, I true i do i just if, if anything that's what I, that's let's that's a great note to leave it on i think harrison ford is the king and uh god just thank god for him thank god for harrison ford all right well uh Special episode. Does it live up on Does It Hold Up? Done in the books and uh, go see the movie. Absolutely. As soon as possible. <laughs>